And we're live. Welcome to Don't Be Coy. I'm your host, Uncle Lou. And today I have the honor, pleasure, and the utmost appreciation to have with me today, Mr. Chauncey Mangum. Chauncey, thank you for being on the show. How are you doing this morning? Pretty good, man. I appreciate you for having me. Of course, of course, man. How was your previous week? Uh, it's been really slow. Uh, been a lot, doing a lot of things for myself lately. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's been real slow and steady. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. It's always good to do things for yourself. So, um, for the people at home, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Uh, man, I'm a full-time photographer and videographer in Mississippi. Uh, it's nothing too broad about that. You know, I just live day to day. I take things up one day at a time, man. Yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. So, I'm, I'm curious, like, that's what I wanted to talk with you a little bit about today as far as being that professional photographer and videographer. Um, what inspired this interest towards um, that kind of creative art? Really, I, I've always been interested in photography, but when I was younger, um, I didn't really take it seriously. I just did it as a hobby. But as I got older, I started high school. I kind of, like, played with the medium for a little while. And then one day I just gave it a shot. I, I don't really know what really sparked it. Um, and that hobby kind of turned to something I fell in love with. No, that sounds really good, man. So, like, um, how would you define yourself as an artist? I, I would call myself a, a country southern artistic photographer. <laughs> I love uh, it. <laughs> what is What exactly that mean, that country southern uh, artistic photographer? Man... I, I bring I bring so many elements of myself to like my shoots. It, it's days I come to in my shoots and overalls and my work boots. It's days I went to shoot straight off cutting grass. Uh, and I pretty much just being me. Yeah. And that's the best part about it. No, I feel that. So like um I'm I'm curious, like you talked about like you like to play with the medium. Do you have a specific medium that's your favorite i know you do like weddings um you do some like magazine photography other type of commission work for like families and things of that nature um what do you feel like is your your most favorite uh it's it's neck and neck between weddings and fashion uh, and, and maybe documentary somewhere in that area uh, it just those are places where I can pull from emotionally and create freely, if that makes sense. Uh, weddings is kind of like tricky because like it just it's all a spirit of moment thing. But fashion and documentary, you have the opportunity to put that artwork out how you visually see it, differently from the next person may see it, and that's the beauty of it. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Um, is there a particular message that you're trying to share, or like? Are you just more so kind of like whatever the moment is trying to capture? Like, I'm curious it around was, your process. That at first, I was a person who would just create and just create, but now I'm big on the why. Like, why am I doing it? And why people should see it. Um, it's easy to just to go out and take photos and put things out and with no real meaning behind it. Um but like if you can come up with a, like a great concept and pull from different areas of like life or things that inspire you and put that work out, uh, people can portray things so differently. So 
and take that in. And that's what I like about it. Yeah. No, that makes sense. So like, um, I'm curious around how, how you built this process of like building the why. Cause like, even for like myself, one thing that I, I always like to do is like, I always feel like it's important to have that narrative to, and yeah. you know, to know necessarily where you came from, where you're at right now. So that whenever it comes to where you get to where you're going, it all flows into this one um, sometimes beautiful patchwork of a particular narrative. And so I'm curious around like how you bring um, that country Southern vibe to it. Like you say, you sometimes go after cutting grass, wearing your overalls. Like um, how do you bring that kind of Southern aesthetic to like um, the scene that you're at? Like how is it a particular hues or like how do you approach that? Um, I'm going to start with the why and the purpose. Um, everybody has some type of purpose on why they're doing certain things. And it's just trying to find that understanding and pushing it uh, because we all have this certain type of talent that I feel like God has given us. And we should be able to like put that, that art out into the world. Uh, so I, I kind of like push on that more. I kind of learned this in college a little bit. Um, and now I'm trying to like focus back on that aesthetic now. So like whenever I do things, I'm not shooting pointless things just to be shooting. It has a, it has a specific reason. Um, when you say colors and hues, um, that really depends. It depends on the thing that I'm shooting because if I shoot something with weddings and fashion, my colors and tones are going to be two completely different things because of the how my clients probably will take it because most of my clients won't probably won't like the wedding stuff if I shoot it how I shoot fashion and vice versa if I do it the wedding way in my fashion stuff. Mm. Um, in that countryside, to the aesthetic of everything that I'm doing, being from Mississippi is just so different. Um, you come from a place where it's like almost nothing and you create from that and it makes it you, you bring that part of you into almost everything that you're doing. Um, I can't say that I envy people for who, who has things a lot easier in bigger cities, but if you can find that inspiration picture right here with that Southern draw that we all have here and push into like everything that we do, when we go to these bigger cities, bigger cities or places that has like bigger whatever, it makes it a lot easier, easier for us to just create because we are used to not having that much. Yeah. So I'm curious, like, I'm sure, like, with the photography that you've been doing for, like, over the, the past couple of years, like, it's taking you to different places. Like, how has that developed your your why? Because, like, I'm I'm assuming that, you know, in the beginning, like you were saying, you you have that, like, southern, like, country aesthetic and things and, like, that kind of ambition, that draw to, like, hey, you know, I'm starting from nothing, but I'm going to take what I want take what I got to get to where I want to be. And so like, how have you taken from the other experiences to help build onto your why and build onto your purpose? It outside of where we live here, the world is so much bigger. Like just from going across the state line to probably Alabama, Memphis, um, Mississippi is just so slow. And when you see just different parts of the world, it makes you just gain a different pressure. Like when I'm my first time going to Texas or Dallas and just being in the city part that's so busy all the time, I was like, man, 
if I have this feeling here, imagine how I would feel in New York or New York and Dubai or Tokyo. Yeah. Um, you, you get that feeling, that emotion from these different places and you take it back home to understand like, yo, it's more out there. And so you kind of want more of it a little bit. Mm. So like, how have you, have you used that to like push you to do more? Like even with your, like your art, cause I'm sure like from where you started from to where you're at right now, it's grown tremendously. You you take bits and pieces of places that where you go and you bring it back with you. Like you you'll go you'll go do things and experience things in life, and it's all different. And mm-hmm. it's just all what you get to take from it. So my last visit to Atlanta, I got to work with a certain a certain type of celebrities and artists out there. Um, I take how they move and maneuver and uh, the culture and um, the things that we do, and I bring it back home. That makes a sense. Do you can you share like a story of something like you did something like that with? My first time going to I'll say some years ago. My first time going to New Orleans and actually experiencing New Orleans because I photograph a lot of people in the community versus just a lot of people go there and just go to Canal Street and see people there. But like I kind of got like a one on one with the people that's there and got to understand the environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and they live completely different than what I do, and. Understand that no matter where you're from, it's different. And that region is like what we're not used to. I take from what they know and what they have. So just how they how they do things, how they talk, how they dress. The music that they listen to is just so different too as well. Um, I take that aesthetic from what they do and what I'm used to and apply it to my everyday life. And then I just apply it to the artwork. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting, man. Like... So what I'm hearing you say is like through your photography, like not only are you capturing an image, but you're also capturing the culture of that. And like you apply some of the lessons that you've learned, not only from like the photography aspect as far as like, oh, like maybe I should shoot at this time than that time. Oh, this kind of angle works better for this than that. But like I heard you say something as far as like to your personal self as well. And I'm curious around how you, how some of the lessons that you've learned through your photography has helped you in your personal life as well. Man, Ooh, I can go on this story for a long time. I'm going to try to get a short version of it. Photography has not been easy for me. Um, people see, well, whenever I talk to people, they're like, man, you take great images, but like you didn't see the struggles of me learning it or me trying to understand it. It's been a lot of times where I wanted to quit and just give up. But um, those those tough times build character, and I'm, I'm appreciative for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it. It made me gain a lot of respect for like having patience, and it made me gain a lot of ambition towards the things that I want. I want to accomplish. So it's how can I put this? We always have an end goal towards something. Yeah. And we gonna spend a lot of our times working for it. And in the midst of that that area of like just hardships before you get to that that specific spot where you wanna be, we don't tend to like appreciate that time and that in the trenches is what I like to say. Mm-hmm. Um you'll spend more time there than with you at the top. You once you get there, you don't going to celebrate that time let's say 12 to 24 hours anyway why not 
take real or well pay attention to like those real tough times and when you got to develop and build who you are. That's who make and break you. That's the times when we're gonna make and break you. Yeah. I think you're touching on something real um real big there about like being intentional and being present in like um the moments that you're currently in. And like, you know, is there a specific way that you try to maintain being present whenever you're you're doing something or like um like because what's interesting to me is like when you take a picture right like you have that picture for however long like you actually have it and so like are you capturing the lessons as well that you're learning or like how do you i guess i'm curious around like how do you remain present within the moments that you're learning like right then and there it's it's kind of tricky. Um, being a photographer, it's it's really hard to just be present sometimes because you are this person that's trying to capture these things for people or for yourself. And it's it has to be a time and place where you learn how to you're gonna have to learn to put that to the side and just be. Um, it's kind of like how I view social media a little bit. Like a lot of times we tend to do these things and then post it on social media and it can die out and die out in a little while versus just maybe if I need to put my camera down and just live and just experience this little, little bit of space that I'm in right now for a little while, it makes things a lot easier. Mm. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Do you, um, I'm curious. So like, you know, I had the opportunity to, to do some photography work with you and my family where you took our our pictures and like I noticed that one thing that you like you do you you really engage with like whoever your subjects are at that moment in time like is that a part of that way for like um creating not only that comfortability so that people can you know have those kind of natural pictures but like really trying to capture the moment like is it that you're focusing on them to make sure like that moment is captured for however they want to tell the story? Like, uh, I'm curious around like how you're sharing that gift of being present, um, through your photography. Uh, just letting people know that I'm human too. A lot of times we, people hire me and then they think, Oh man, he just here to do his job. Like, man, if, if you hire me, you booking, you, you booking a friend, a best friend, someone that you're gonna know for a long time i'm i'm trying to just talk with you let you know like yo i'm not just here just to collect your money brandon we all love to get paid don't get, <laughs> don't get me twisted yeah but i want to build a certain relationship because relationships last longer than just being hired to do something for like 30 minutes to an hour mm. that makes a lot of sense man that makes a lot of sense so i'm curious around like how you've kind of grown through like your journey of growth through your photography because if i'm hearing you correctly like yeah you've been doing this for like a couple of years but like it sounds like even as a man as you've grown as an individual like your photography has grown as well and like keeping that kind of ambition and that passion that you have towards your photography like um what is guess you could say like keeping you to take to want you to take it to the next step uh Chasing uncomfortability. 
I don't ever want to be comfortable with what I'm doing, nor do I want my, my love for photography to feel like a job. And once it starts feeling like a job, I take a break. Um, I don't want that love to go away at all because I've, I work jobs where I hate it. And it's not pleasant. Mm-hmm. You, you, you'll you find yourself getting ready to go to this place an hour, 30 minutes before you get there and you're already ready to go. And I remember vividly times where I used to go to this, these jobs and just was miserable. And it's the complete opposite now. Mm. Can you tell us a little bit of what that experience is like for you? I think that that'd be something beautiful. Uh, with photography or the regular jobs? Just with photography. Like what that, what is like, if it, if it doesn't feel like a job, it has to, it feels like something, right? And so I'm curious around like what that feeling is like for you, um, in being able to do something that you truly have a passion towards. The the words for it, I can't really touch on it, but the feeling is indescribable. You, it's been days where like I probably had probably no sleep at all, but knowing I, I get to wake up and just take pictures for a living, it's kind of like mind blowing. Mm. Um, it is it, that it brings me joy. It gives you energy. It's kind of like when you're younger and you had this first thing that you like and you just can't get enough of it. So you do it all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like that for me. It's like if as I was a child and I'm still being able to do it. Like it, To me, it's kind of mind-blowing that like I'm able to take pictures day to day for a living and do it full time. Um, you meet people, you get to help others, and you become like, like you say, you meet friends out of it. That's the best part for me. Yeah. No, I, I really feel that. It sounds like it's very complimentary to the life that you want to be able to live. So, mm-hmm. so like, what would you consider to be next for, your, like, your photography? Like, I know you say, like, you don't ever want to um, stay stagnant or get, like, comfortable or anything of that nature. You like um, challenging yourself. So, like, what is some of the challenges that you're embarking on right now? Uh I'm working on like getting more dominant in uh, videography because I eventually want to shoot movies. Mm. I will shoot movies. And right now I'm, I'm kind of like tunnel vision focused on that. And I'm applying everything that I know with photography and the aesthetic of a composition and lighting and stuff and applying that in that field. Yeah. Um, right now it's a learning process, but you know, anything it takes time, you'll get better. You just got to stay consistent. What, what sparked this interest towards moving from steel photography to like having like, motion pictures i want to make six figures <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense to be honest yeah uh i want to be able to help people and granted i make i make good money doing photos but i want to be able to do more for the people around me mm. i figured that like videography will like be another state that i can have on my on my plate that i can offer to people so mm-hmm. it's just tackling it day by day and just going through the, the hardships of it right now to get better at it but I'm getting better. I know I'm not where I need to be. Yeah. So like how, like I'm curious around like how you're starting this journey. I know how you talked about like documentaries. Have you shot any kind of movies or like what projects have you worked on right now with your, with the videography side? Uh, yeah, to be honest, I, I'm actually am working on a documentary I haven't put out yet. I'm still in the, in the it's still in the works. But like I have a ton of artist friends that do things with different mediums with like 
music and it's other people who do videos. So like I, my, my, me and my friends, we just, I don't want to say we use each other, but we, we pull on each other when the time of need to get better with one another. So it's like a ongoing friendly composite a competition with people who do different mediums. Like I'm, I have somebody who's a painter and somebody who's a designer. Like when I see them doing better, I, I I'm trying to get better. So anything that they doing, I pull from that, that motivation that they have and I apply it as well. Yeah. So No, that makes sense. I mean, it's, having a community is very important in like helping an individual grow and i'm curious like in building like this kind of creative community that you have like um i'm curious around like some of the inspiration that's kind of come from that like that's helped you get to where you're you're at now because i think about like what you were saying like you kind of feed off each other as far as like music whether it's like painters different things of that nature like um how did you i guess you could say was it like you are always a part of a, a creative community or is it something that you found like just being so invested into your own passion uh oh I, I think it's a mystery both. so once you if you're like, for you example, you you have this podcast and you meet people and you get to bring other people on. So, and I'm sure it's something you enjoy doing. And whatever you have a like interest in and something you really enjoy, you'll find others who have an interest in it as well. And that kind of like brings you towards people that you will, you won't even think you'll be able to meet. Uh, so, like having that love for photography and them having that love for videography and painting just somehow like I end up in the same room with them, and next thing you know, we end up kicking off as friends. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Is there so like is there eventually like a passion project that you want to make sure that you want to be able to share? Like if you you had like a like a big vision of some type of artwork that you wanted to do or something of that nature, is there some type of story that you want to tell? Mm, I'm actually working on something right now, but I can't really go into into deeper with detail. Okay. Um. But yeah, I, I'm definitely doing something right now in the process of creating it. And it's it's something that I think that we all can relate to. Um, it would be nostalgic. It would be refreshing. And I can be able to tell stories from different point of views where different people can connect to. Do mm. it. I feel that. Is that like the, I guess you could say, the kind of vibe that you want to go to is have that like um, something that people can resonate with? Um if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I, as people, we'll always place our own selves in some, in, in spots of things that we can't relate to, whether we try to do it or not. We do it unintentionally. Um, these, these things that we see is, it, it always brings like a nostalgic feeling where you can remember certain things in a point in time in life. So, if you used to smell a chicken or something and it reminds you back in the day like when your grandmother used to cook it and you're like man this brings me back in this point of time in life and that's what i'm trying to like portray in this type of art medium mm. i guess you yeah i get what you're saying that so like do, without trying to get too deep into like the project that you're working on i'm curious around why is that your approach like why the nostalgic feeling because like you know 
I don't necessarily know. Is it like the times that we're in now that you you feel like as a people or just as people in general, we need something that we can like reflect back onto that puts us into our happy space? Or is it like, um, do you feel like in finding our future, like by looking at our past and seeing like the beautiful parts of that, like that will help us towards our like future goals? It's a mystery of both. We we are so caught up in like living day to day life, it's hard for us to like escape for certain things. We a lot of people have this routine where they go to work, come home, and they they repeat the same cycle day in and out. And I want people to know or like see through the things that I'm creating right now. They're like it's these day to day lives or the things that you see. It's just a part of us and just because you are so tunnel vision focused in your world that like yeah there are other people in the world that, that have these experiences that you can relate to as well and i think it'll be a beautiful thing just to show differently uh for a viewer to see from a person just coming home and doing the same thing over and over again because i know how draining that can be yeah so it's kind of like having refuge within like the um for lack of a better term the monotony of life sometimes and like like how frustrating that can be is that something yeah. that like you've experienced yourself and so it's something you want to share with the world yeah um as people i think we need to do more of the things we enjoy like i don't know as a child i, I was so carefree I would just go outside and look into the sky, make things out of clouds, go coloring. But like, as you get older, you know, man, life started happening. Mm -hmm. I remember as soon as I turned 18, I graduated high school. It was like, okay, I need to get a job because like my friend's not around. I got bills. Like, I'm not just going to go play the game all day. Yeah. And it, we sometimes need that thing to escape through outside of just TV and social media or what you send on your phone. I guess for you personally what are some of the ways that you try to escape um it's people think all i do is take photos like people think i wake up pick my camera up and i go all day and there's sometimes i don't even touch my camera and i can do other things outside of photography that makes me feel whole i draw i write i can make ceramics i go to the sculpture shop uh, around the corner from where i live i go build things i go to the gym i work out Sometimes I just may drive down the street and just sit in the park for a little while just to just be or listen to music. Um, try, I try my hardest not to get caught up in the wrong thing where you're just indulging in a bunch of foolery all day because that stuff is not healthy for you. Mm -hmm. um, it really can affect your well-being and mental health. And I'm real big on like making sure my mind's in a good space. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a very important thing. And like, um, I think I kind of want to touch on that a little bit. Like, you know, when it comes to like mental health and things of that nature, I feel like that's a, a very important thing to myself as well. And I think like, you know, uh, when it comes to making advances every day and learning and growing every day from what we've previously experienced from our past, I feel like, when it comes to our mental health, like it's one of those muscles that we always have to be continuously mindful of, if that makes sense, in the sense that it's something that we have to be as intentional about as we are even with our 
like regular hygiene. You know what I'm saying? Like we have our physical hygiene where, you know, we brush our teeth, we bathe, we do all those kind of things. But like, what do we do to like um, cleanse our mental health or like um, grow our mental health and like make it a little bit stronger? And so like, um, I'm. it's interesting to me that you, like you said, like people think that you um, take pictures all day and things like that. And some days that you don't touch your touch your camera like when do you recognize those moments that you're like okay today's not a picture day and today i'm gonna like i guess you could say the the way that i resonate with that is kind of like just going to regular work whenever someone needs to take paid time off or be out of the office for however long like how do you stop though that routine when it is that mechanism that helps you in you know, paying your bills. Uh, as a photographer, the I'm in the business of what I have to care that people need. And sometimes, like, people people think that they have access to me 24-7. So it's not only am I, I'm getting texts and emails from people all day. Hey, how the pictures looking? Um, are you done? Or I got to talk to this client right now to make sure they are set up for next week. While I'm editing photos, while getting ready to go do a shoot, it can be exhausting. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I have to like take that break to myself because the last thing I like to feel is overwhelmed with something I enjoy. And yeah. I love what I do too much to be overwhelmed by people because others don't understand the value of just being patient. Um, they all cast their own what's the word I'm looking for? They'll cast their own neediness onto you to make them feel better. Like, why do you want it back so quickly? You just wanted to see it. And if you know you're expected to get the photos back at a certain time, like, you shouldn't have to rush me for that. Like, I'm going to get it back to you. And people don't think that I have a life outside of photography. Like, life happens. Some days, family not doing well. I have to go back home. And I'm not in front of my laptop. And to me, it's, it's kind of selfish for other people just to debarge in whenever they feel they want to. Mm-hmm. Like somebody texted me last night at 11 30 at night, asked me how the photos were. And I'm trying to get ready to go sleep. Like this is my time to unwind for myself. And you worrying about your own personal needs right now. If you were ordering something for Best Buy or Apple, did you call them and ask them at 11 30 at night where the package is? You got to wait, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I can't what you're allow saying. people just to like make me feel exhausted because they just want something right now yeah no that i resonate with that a lot and like uh i appreciate the fact that um you know you prioritize yourself in that because i think was there ever a moment where you didn't prioritize yourself and like you you had to learn that lesson or is this something that you've always done for yourself i don't know man i I had, you know, I've experienced it through my family because my family didn't know that they dealt with, like, anxiety and depression and stuff. Like, I used to watch my mom come home days from work so worked up on what someone else was doing to her. She couldn't even focus on, like, just sometimes being present as a mom. And then, like, all the dudes of how to provide for a child. Um, From that example and to being overwhelmed by a client just trying to deal with all their needs so much and so quickly and it was just like so much and I couldn't get it done 
to the point where I almost shut down mm-hmm. and I couldn't get it done. And I don't want to be in that in that space anymore. And sometimes if I have to pay back a client a few extra dollars to just, just for my own well-being, I'm willing to do that just so I'm okay because mm-hmm. people will work you to death with not even trying to just because they just want something back so quickly. Yeah. Or, and I, I don't want to go through that again. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense, man. So, like, it sounds like from these experiences, you've had to set up these kind of, like, um, uh, mental health barriers, if you will, for your own personal well-being. Because it's like you've kind of seen, like, as you said, in your childhood, like, what the long-term implications of that can be. And just personally involving where a lot of these kind of um, situations are coming about and it's like. Um, impacting something that you truly love so like what was that process of building up those kind of barriers like you know I know you were just saying someone texting you at like 11 30 something at night like do you um for lack of a better term like correct that action and be like hey like I prefer people to not like message me at this certain time or like what do you do so that like people if they don't necessarily know they have the kind of instructions to how to best engage with you so that it can be not only a good working um, dynamic but also beneficial for you and your mental health as well uh typically i'm i'm engaging with my clients enough where i talk to them and let them know a typical time frame with things um granted i have to do better on my part sometimes with like explaining that like maybe it may take me a little longer um, because life is going on and like I have sometimes I'm I may have 10 to 15 to 20 clients at once and now I'm, I'm working on like five to six things that all at one time and they don't they only think that I'm just doing their project right now and mm-hmm. it's like I'm, I'm trying to learn a balance between maneuvering through a time of the day to get these things done have a life outside of photography I gotta eat I at least want to go do something I enjoy at least for 30 minutes to an hour maybe two um, I try to I, really just communicating. I got I'm doing better by communicating, and like if my clients can have some type of understanding, that like yo, it's it's not gonna be an overnight process. Just be patient with me. Uh, but in in a rushing, you it'll end up coming out to a way that they don't even like it, just because they want it back so quickly. Yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense, man. That's really interesting to me. Like, you know, I. I'm aware like communication is like a very important thing, like um, verbal and nonverbal. But I think it's very interesting, like from like even at like from a photographer's standpoint, like you yourself even have to um, practice and work on like your communication so that like you can take care of yourself. And like one could assume that you already have like great communication skills because you have you're able to go full-time, right? You're able to um, make a living off of um, taking people's pictures because, you know, people, one, like your work, but they also enjoy, like, the, the, the atmosphere that you provide. So it's like one could assume that you have excellent communication skills, but it's like I think it's interesting uh, where we talk about, like, our professional self over our like personal self and like how sometimes like um ourselves person ourselves professionally might be overdoing it and like um 
uh, pushing it too much for our, our personal needs as well, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I've, um, I've, I tried to like be friends, like more than just friends with like my clients. Like, yo, I, you know, I got you. I'm gonna take care of you. Woo, woo, woo. And then every time I did it, I got taken advantage of. It's like, man, when I'm trying to be nice to a certain amount of people, it's just I gotta learn to just keep things strictly business. It's especially like when I know my clients. Hey, we cool, but at the end of that, you're hiring me for a service, and I, I had to learn to like, even though we cool, man, you you gotta pay me money. And <laughs> it's still a business I run at the end of the day. Yeah. No, that makes sense, man. That makes a lot of sense. Well, you know, I really appreciate you taking out the time today and speaking with me, man. It's been uh, a really great opportunity, and I learned a few things, and so. Um, there are some lightning questions that I like to do on every episode. So I just want to run through that and we can, I'll let you get back to your day. Okay, cool. All right. What's your favorite relaxation or self-care activity? Uh, I have to say running. I really enjoy running. Nice. I like that as well. Any good book recommendations? Uh, let me see. Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. I think everybody should read a book. Oh, nice. What's that? What's that about? Uh, it's a book about like people who was like went through a bunch of ton of hardships who gained who went through it and like gained that like overcoming that 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 tough time. Like you'll learn about like people who the people who just first like building cars. Um I don't wanna really go too deep into the book, uh, because <laughs> I read for you to read it. Yeah, uh, but it, it it highlights on a bunch of things and like it can motivate you just to keep going when things get tough. No, I feel that. And then lastly, one person you want to thank for your journey thus far? Just one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say my grandmother. Nice. Uh, it, it's she was a big support system in me when I didn't even believe in myself. So yeah, I really appreciate her for a lot. No, I totally understand that. Well, thank you again, man, and I I hope you have a great rest of your day. This has been another episode of Don't Be Coy with Uncle Lou. As always, I'd like to thank this episode's guest for a great conversation, as well as thank you, the listener, for joining in. Whether you're a first-time listener or a regular, I always appreciate your support. If you like today's episode and ever want to listen to more, subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts, Audible, google Podcasts or spotify and to join our community and access future bonus content be sure to visit dbkpodcast.com <laughs>